From Magpie 24 7. It's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon, did you say? What's up, everyone? It's Kyle for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast. I literally said it before going on, and I still forget it, and I still trip over my own voice. But, um,. <laughs> We're, uh-huh. we're someone of basically the international break in the season so far. We know we've been slacking the past couple of weeks because obviously um, life sometimes gets in the way and you kind of control what um, what goes on. But um, happy to announce Paul has managed to move house now and got most of the things that he's needed to get done. Done. A lot of people kind of let him down with that one. And, and I've been busy with, with uni work. I've still got a lot to do. But trust us, it's nowhere near as much as I had to do a couple of weeks ago. We've both been really busy. That's exactly what I've been on this. Both exhausted, but um, we've still managed sure to get game, still managed to get podcasts out after games and managed to sum up the games as um, passionate and as like as uh, well opinionated as we feel that we need to be. It has been frustrating. It has been most of the podcasts have been bloody negative ones. I've uh, like yeah, it, cheese brutal. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a Steve Bruce kind of life the past couple of weeks as a Newcastle fan. But um, it's more of an upbeat one. This one, there's a couple of negative topics. I'm not going to lie to you, but um, it's going to be more positive. This one. I mean, first of all, we're going to do like a, an update of Magpie Twenty Four Seven, how it's been, because uh, we we started up a little over hundred days ago, and uh, well, it's probably over just over hundred days now, and we've managed to accomplish so much in such little time. Um, through the support of all you lot for the for the work that me and Paul have put in, it makes it all worthwhile and worth doing, and makes it makes um, the the decision to leave previous laces with no regrets at all. But um, yeah, it's it it just I I really do enjoy what we're doing with uh, Magpie twenty four seven. I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can do with this podcast. We've got YouTube coming next year. We're even looking into other, um, other apps to um, venture out to as well. Uh, we're looking at, we're looking at all sorts to to bring this forward and really take it seriously going into the next year. Obviously, when we get back into stadiums and stuff, we'll be able to to amplify. Con- uh, well, oh, I can't make, wait make for that. Better. I cannot wait doing um, shows on the road on the way to away games and back and and just chilling and interacting and shooting the breeze like we like we like to do. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it's been De- deadly, it's been deadly so serious, far. mate. It, you know, we said this at the time. You know, we could have sat in. Um, you know the comfort zone and and this that and the other. And I'm not wanting to go too much over uh, previous stuff, but um, we could have sat in the comfort zone. But no, uh, you know we're doing this with a smile on our face. We're having a laugh. Um, you know we don't take ourselves too too seriously. We've got all, we've got strong opinions. We never sit on the fence. Um, no. You know we, we we don't try and copy or do what everybody else has done. We just literally try and, uh, you know, plot our own course. And we do have, you know, big plans to take it uh, forward. And, I mean, the the growth, unbelievable. You know, we remember to a couple of years ago and the growth. And the growth on, on this particular project um, is even we above our wildest expectations. Yeah, let's let's really be honest. You know. 
it's been it's been it's been unbelievable. I mean, we're we're trying to put things into place now where we're working with more more um, Newcastle-based YouTubers. I mean, you won Rubenstein's um, podcast yeah. on a channel the other day, uh, speaking speaking football with him. Obviously, if you don't know who Rubenstein is, he's he's one of the main Newcastle United vloggers, and uh, he's someone I've got a lot of time for. Really, really kind uh, of. Like, he's a top Don't when we get to, when we get to YouTube, we're not gonna um do any vlogs because um it's not my cup of tea but you smash them mate so keep, nah. keep going with them and now went nah, on a, a new, i went on a new a, a brand new channel and ufc talk and um, me internet decided to go off so it didn't go very well but the time i was on it i had a good time um steven i think it is who runs it had a great time and a lad that I was talking to on there wants to get involved with podcasts with us as well. So he might be on a podcast or two in the yeah. future. It, so uh, it's, it's it's all about opening opening those avenues of communication. You know, we've had uh, Chris from down in Australia, he's been on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've also had Owen uh, from down on the south coast. Uh he took time away from uh, Brighton <laughs> and <laughs> Southampton and the likes. And uh, you know, he, he came on the channel uh, obviously with the Magpie Centre and stuff like that. Uh, so th obviously we said when we first set this up, it was very much about breaking down things and, and opening up, uh, you know, new prospects, new possibilities, uh, you know, us appearing on other channels, other people yeah, appearing, you know, well, on, on this one um, and stuff as well. And we are, again, I'm interested in because there's a couple yeah. of podcasts that I followed were recently um, wanting to, I'm wanting to get in touch with them and appear on one of their podcasts or something like that. So there's, there's, there's plenty, well, to, to quote Steve Bruce, there's plenty spinning plates at the moment at Air Magpie 24-7, and it is it is going really well. I'm really enjoying it and looking forward Take to seeing it. Said, man. it it's, going to even, it's going to get even better once the football gets back. But um, to sum up the week, mate, um, actually we'll go on to that first one, mate, as well. Um, yeah. The government have announced that 4,000 fans will be allowed in stadiums again. I mean, if the if they're picking the fifty two thousand out of a hat for four thousand, um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do to pick these, but um, I, I mean, I, I like I don't know which side of the fence you sit on this, Paul, but I don't know whether it's a case of are you willing, are you wanting to wait until it's full again, or are you like wanting to just get back into the swing of things and be back into the ground again? Like, what's your well, take on? I tell you something. First of all, four thousand. The likes of Middlesbrough and Sunderland will think they're absolutely the <laughs> the great days. They never get four thousand down uh, down the A19 <laughs> at either one of the stadiums. So that for them it'll be over the moon. For us, obviously, it's a drop in the ocean. Thirty thousand plus season tickets, uh, fifty-two thousand seat the stadium. I find it a little bit weird how um, you can say four thousand for a stadium like St James's Park, but then it's going to be the same for I don't know like a. a Darlington or something like that jumps straight to mind, you know. So to, to me, I think it should have been a percentage of, of the total uh, capacity for the, uh, you know, for the stadium. Yeah. Me personally, as much as the football has been like sticking knitting needles through my eyes, um, it's been awful, the football. There's been no enjoyment, this, that and the other. That, that making the trip to St. James's Park, it's like a pilgrimage. It's it's holy ground. The feeling inside the stadium, the connection, the love, the warmth for the place. Yeah, uh, I would walk there yeah. from. I, I would walk from uh, down South Yorkshire up up to St James's Park if need be. 
Um, so if I got the opportunity to get back into the stadium, it's going to be nothing like how it normally is. You know, 52,000 rocking attitude um, of 4,000. But for me, it's if I'm given the opportunity, I'll be down at like <laughs> Greece lightning. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm de- desperate. When was the last time we were in? Was it Burnley? Yeah, we made the telly we call up here. It was, um, I wish we could have made the telly in better circumstances. Let's be honest, <laughs> that was rather than us losing our shit. <laughs> <laughs> it literally was. I looked no like there. you were shouting at the telly, um, nothing oh. new, of course, but um, nah, I, I, it's the little things I miss as well. I mean, obviously, the football is pure diabolical, but I feel like it'll be a little bit better and it would push the players on a little bit more if we were there. St. James has always been one of them where the crowd really influences how a game's going to go. And when it's Definitely. dead, it's usually dead. And when it's bouncing, it's usually bouncing. But the little things, mate, like getting sorted to go at the match and picking what top I want to wear and like... The um, routine, going, isn't it? Going on the metro, moaning about the flipping trains being late, like just a part of a match day. Do you know what I'm moaning about me being late? Like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I, like, I, miss, I miss it all, mate, I do. And don't get us wrong, yeah. I've, like I'm watching matches on the telly and that, and I've found a little bit of a routine, but it's just, it's just not, not the same. same. And I miss a no, weird it, day as well. It, like, it's like a box set. It's like a box set these days. Watching football is akin to switching Netflix on, and it, it shouldn't be like that. Um, to me, it's all about the sights, the smells, the sounds, uh, the atmosphere, the on the edge of your seat, the madness when goals go in. Um, it's certainly not about going there and, and paying for. Um, pies and chips and stuff like that and yeah. obviously we would still very much be on our uh, agenda of boycotting certain things to do with the club until that man goes uh, and obviously we'll, we'll get on, on <laughs> onto that merry-go-round shortly but oh, just yeah. to get back inside um, to sit inside the St James's Park to watch football as it should be uh, and you know I, I don't criticise fans who can't get to the stadium but when you go to the stadium, when you're travelling on the road, when you're going to, to uh, Burnley on a Tuesday night or something like that, it is totally and utterly different to switching Sky TV on, hearing Jamie Redknapp uh, cry into a bucket that he's lost Louise, Louise um, and you know seeing the absolute tripe of the likes of Tim Sherwood and then Bobby Savage on BT and all of that sort of thing. So to me, there's nothing else like it. The buzz you get the atmosphere and like I say just the taste of it all um, often I would sit there and be the last person out of the stadium I've been like that umpteen times uh, but yeah just desperate to be one of them some some people would say lucky ones some people would say unlucky ones but yeah desperate to get back to some sort of normality normality for me is watching Newcastle United play because we yes me and you have our frustrations our opinions on Steve Bruce yeah. Mike Ashley, the players, you know, all different sorts of things like that. We don't fence it. That is for definite on, on this channel. If you want fence sitting, there's other channels out there that that, that, that do that a lot. We don't fence it. Um, and I just want to get back in. And just little things like how you, exp- how you see things inside the ground, for us then to be able to talk about afterwards is totally different when you're inside the ground. You can watch yeah. Steve Bruce for five minutes and what he's up to, but if the cameras aren't panning on it, panning on him, when you're watching on TV, you don't get that. You miss out so many little nuggets. And like I say, I don't criticize people. Don't go. But for me, 
it makes all the difference being inside the ground. And uh, even as much as we've been on some crummy, awful journeys to get certain grounds oh, and stuff like yeah. that, you wouldn't you wouldn't swap it, mate. And you know, for all of them crappy mm. uh, you know journeys where you get shafted over and it's an awful result, you get a game like on West Brom away. You know, where you're being walloped yeah, over the head with an inflatable So if yeah. we're going we to end on a high, West Brom away was definitely that. I mean, that everything I mean, was a nice drive down, not a problem, even though we're told it would, there would be <laughs> um, in terms of parking. Uh, there wasn't. There was still a crap on the highway, but that's it. We're in a traffic tram for 20 minutes. Found an easy parking spot about 10 minutes from the ground. In and out, lovely atmosphere. Inflatable um, things hitting no. with um, it, 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 it was all good, it was a brilliant night, and uh, yeah, I, I did veg everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it was, it was a brilliant night, um, and I'm looking forward to so many because with the with the stuff that we've managed to sort with uh, in terms of travel, um, going into that when we're away on the away days and stuff, we'll be able to go to a lot more uh, than we're than we usually would because obviously it'd be one or two maybe. Um, here and there, but I think we'll get the most uh, with this travel thing in place. It's just a case of when I finish uni, getting a getting a job and stuff, and then once I get that, I'll be I'll be I'll be coasting there. But um, yeah. I just yeah. can't wait. I mean, th- this season, get back to whatever normality we can, see as much football as we can, get back to where uh, just literally seeing it exactly as we see it, and then next season, hopefully, fully back to normal, fifty-two thousand inside, and hopefully. New owners, a new direction, new hope, a new manager, new players, and, and really try and, and 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 tackle some of the problems that we've experienced under the Ashley regime. You know, of what 13, 14 years. That's got to be the plan. That's got to be the objective. But uh, yeah, exciting times. Hopefully for Newcastle in the future, and exciting times definitely for Magpie twenty four seven. Well, well, it's to come, but we'll get to do a first like person. <laughs> like first one in person because we've done everything over um over streamyard and, and things like that and if you're listening yeah, you, you, you can pop- you can overdo streamyard i think as well i think it's 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 everywhere isn't it at the moment so uh it is popular mate it is um yeah. and it's fantastic for recording audio so it's never it's never done us wrong um it's never done us wrong at all but um yeah, it's it, we've been recording on StreamYard, but obviously our personal feel is obviously always better to have. But uh, we can't wait to record the first one in person. It'll probably be after our first game. But uh, who knows? Who knows where it'll take? But, like, you just don't was, know as well. I mean, we've known before. We've experienced when, we, when we've done recordings and um, you know videos or whatever outside of grounds at home and away, the unpredictability of just somebody coming up and just throwing a curveball in. Uh, or jumping in to give them insight after they've had a few. Um, it, it, it always adds an extra element when you're actually, uh, again, there at the stadium, um, <laughs> sampling that we've had some mad, mad stuff. People come up to us during the match, having a laugh and crack on. Um, and like I said, even interrupting recording. It is. It's what it's all about, mate. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm well, we're approachable at the end of the day. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you see we're about, and uh, you can recognise we're from the from the cartoon thing that we've got done, and uh, with social media and stuff, you see we speak to us, shoot the breeze. I'm more than happy to, and so is Paul. Um, but yeah, yeah exactly. like we've said, 
Uh, Magpie twenty four seven is really is really going places, and we're looking forward to having you on the roller coaster with yeah. you. But Bye, fans. All fans. Yeah, exactly. Buy yeah, two Newcastle it. fans for the rest of the Newcastle fan base. But um, on to summing up the last couple of weeks, and um, there was a couple of big bits of news that came up. Obviously, the takeover stuff's ongoing, but I wanted to mention um, the stuff with Miggy first because it came, they came out of nowhere. We're, like News was a bit dead. We're looking for things to post here and there. Um, I came up with Magpie profiles. I don't know if you've seen or not, but uh, it's a little scene that I've got. Uh, that I'm doing sporadically now, but when it's quiet, I'll probably do a little bit more. But anyway, um, he's eight, this agent comes out and um, he's like, "Oh, Miggy could have went in the summer, and if we went for the pandemic, he would have been away. He could be gone in the, he could be gone in January, and all this." It's like, and he's moaning about the possession, the the way Newcastle play. Um, Miggy would. He's like, like watching us week in, bloody week out, <laughs> the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the thing is, like in the past, I've always like looked and looked at these talented players that we've had, the likes of Kabai, um, and players like that have just kind of outgrew with because of the ambition of the club and moved on. And like Kabai, it's I still it still pulls on the heartstrings because he broke me heart when he left. But like it's a numbness now, and it's like. All oh, right, I understand. Miggy yep. wants if Miggy wants to go, I'd completely understand because of the way we play. And um, the manager hasn't got a clue. And like the, what the agent is saying is completely right. Whereas in the past, where if like someone attacked the manager, I'd be like, "Yeah, who are you talking to? That's my manager. I'm de- I'm going to defend my manager." But I can see the. I can see the common problem. sense, isn't it? It is. It's common yeah. sense, and I sit and watch it every week, and I'm thinking, well, he cannot be enjoying playing in that formation because I didn't enjoy watching it, and I, I don't even know if Steve Bruce enjoys watching it on the touchline, mate. I really don't. I don't know what they do in training. I go really go back, mate. Right, go back and have a look at Miggy playing uh, in um, in the states, Atlanta, and look at how he's playing this. And again, his expressions, his enthusiasm, this, that, and the other. Even last season. And you compare it to this season, and and he and he has taken a step downwards. And you you can't help but think this football would would get anybody down, you know. And, and the agent, yes, he's coming out, and from business perspective, taking a Newcastle hat off, he's watching us play a handful of times, uh, possibly, um, maybe seeing highlights and this that and the other. Us poor bastards have to watch it week in week out. It's turgid. It's dog shit. Um, you know, he's seen the likes of ASM getting a brand new contract for lots more money and stuff as well. And at the end of the day, that's what they're all about. The agents, all about the coin, all about the commission, all about moving their players on. And, and you know, it, it's a short career and he wants to get the European tour done, uh, you know, as as it were, uh, earn his, his uh, client more money, earn himself more money in the process. Uh, and you always felt that, unfortunately for us at the moment, we looked at as, as a as a stepping stone uh, club, and that's why we're all worried about the likes of ASM and losing our better players continuously. And it'll be like that until Ashley uh, departs, uh, and until you know the new owners come in, uh, and we get a little bit of of hope, and we get somebody with a plan at the club. Because everybody who's in a position of power at the club is a clueless and idiotic prick, to be honest. Um, I've said before. Um, you know, not not even Steve Bruce's missus probably like, like probably likes having Steve Bruce about. It's the same with Lee Charnley and Co. Uh, they just 
useless. They may be nice people, personally. We don't know them personally. All we can judge them on is professionally. All the agent can judge them on is professionally. And professionally, um, we just aren't pulling up any branches. We haven't won anything in ages. We don't particularly look as if we are close to, to getting anywhere. And we'll always have the danger of losing our, our better players. And, um, you know, Miggy splits some people, but I still think he's one of the very best players and when he plays well, mate, Newcastle plays so, so much better. But uh, you can't blame the agent. You can be cross at them because you don't want to lose the player. But you can't blame him. He's just doing his job at the end of the day. Miggy and uh, at the end of the day. No. And obviously, I don't want Miggy to go. I, I really think Miggy in a attacking formation or even a counter-attacking formation like he was under Rafa um, can prove to be very effective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know he didn't score any goals under Rafa before you... Before you um, have something to say about it but he's still very effective in running the channels and and he was still very effective in um drawing the fouls and making the team tick exactly right mate yeah. i mean once he started scoring he didn't stop last season and it's just a case of we need to keep we need to try and keep him happy and i think bruce is unable to do that to be honest mate the way the way we're going at the minute because he's struggling to keep the fans happy he's struggling to keep the players happy and there's little signs starting to show i mean it hasn't been spoke well enough for me, but it looks like to me that Fernandez refused the armband at half time uh, in the in the games last weekend there. And like for if if I mean it could be just a miscommunication, it might not be the case, but if he has refused it, then one of the most professional, solid players that we've had since he signed he hasn't put a foot wrong. He's never complained. He's never moaned. He's just gone with his job. Called, yeah, he's well been having a blip at the moment, isn't he? He's had a bit of a blip in terms of form, but he's refused the armband as well, which indicates to me if he's refusing the armband, is it is it maybe he's losing the dressing room because performances have indicated otherwise? I mean, the last couple of games, man, we've looked very similar to what we looked like in the final days under McLaren, where we're just absolutely dreadful in the players. Yeah. Just lost interest in playing for him. I hope I'm hand, wrong. Hands up. Give up. They're giving yeah. up. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but it, I mean, Steve Bruce have to, will have to prove us right or wrong. And coming into the game against Crystal Palace, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast, is a little bit of a preview. But um, yeah, it's it, it's it's hard to say at the minute with Palace. I mean, when Newcastle mate against Palace, how it's going to how it's going to turn out i mean bruce's back's against the wall so he probably attack and try and make things work and we'll probably play well but it shouldn't have to come to that mate every time newcastle play well he's under pressure and it's it's wrong to be honest it really is but if there is a problem in the dressing room i'm sure we'll see on friday mate yeah ex exactly exactly but the thing is these issues normally don't come out until until afterwards i do expect a couple of changes uh in the squad i think he needs some players to step up and he needs any players that are loyal to him to really be in there and pushing at the for, you know, forefront. Um, Bruce has done himself no favours uh, at all, at all. But like you said, normally when it gets to this situation, he'll get the players geared up. He'll play the, uh, you know, the, the, the ones who are still going to graft for him. He gets a result and he buys himself more time. But again, as we've said repeatedly, time and time and time again, we're papering over the cracks. There is issues behind the scenes with the team, with the players. Um, you know, if you're not wanting the armband, you're not wanting the responsibility, you're not wanting the book to stop with you, you're not wanting to be the manager's 
eyes and ears and arms and voice on the pitch. So that should tell you something straight away there. Like you said, from a from a, a solid professional, normally like reliable. I know he's had a bit of a a, a, a glitch recently where he hasn't been fantastic, but you can say that from quite a few players. And and it's even probably more relevant that it's defenders because him being a a prestigious, shall we say, centre back in his playing days, you think the defenders and the central defenders would be like, I want to learn as much as possible of you. You listen to a Spurs player, right? And they're like, I want to learn as much as I can of Mourinho. I want to be like a sponge. I want to absorb all of his experiences and make myself a better player. Yeah. In Newcastle, you've got players not wanting to even have the armband. So, you know, if we if you had somebody competent, mate, running the, the football club, it wasn't an absolute uh, pleb and has got as much use as uh, the dribble uh, that came down his mother's leg when he was born. Then, you know, the, you would see these warning signs, but obviously Mike Ashley, unless things are going major, major, major league wrong, very rarely wants the expense or the trouble or the stress of getting rid of managers and stuff like that, and he's quite content. Uh, if we were to drop into the relegation zones, panic zone might, you know, panic alarms might start going off, but if we're four, fifth bottom, he's like, well, yeah, what's what's the problem? He's not looking at the fixtures and thinking, shit, if, if we're down there after Christmas, it could be a difficult, difficult time. You know, he, he's not he's not talking and he's not looking from that emotive um, point of view. But, uh, yeah, I am starting to get concerned. You've got agents trying to get moves for some of the, our better players, like uh, Miggy. You've then got players refusing armbands, like Fernandez, and you sort of little warning signs here, there, everywhere. And the more that we see warning signs, the more that we think shit. Then you're looking at ASM, looking quite uninterested, playing totally in the wrong position. And again, it's another little warning, like you're thinking, what is happening at that football club behind the scenes? And communication, obviously, with the the lockdown and stuff, is so so poor. And the journalists as well, mate, they're not asking the right questions. I, I promise you, they need somebody who goes in there with the stats and be able to quiz the manager and really put him under pressure and get to the actual nuts and bolts of what is wrong at the football club and yeah, why, yeah. you know. Because even last season, our, our today looked at our best goals of last season and some of the performances and goals, uh, I'm thinking about Jeffro Williams against uh, Liverpool, uh, look at the goals, the two goals we scored against Manchester City, uh, the goal that Matty scored, we were able to um, play defensive football, if you like, counter-attacking football, and at least create something. But we're not doing any of that at the moment. And you've got the local lads who should care. They're not regular first-teamers in there. He's not giving people chances. And then Matty, who just signed up for this season, he's gone to another agency. He's, he's gone to another agency. And again, we're worrying about losing the likes of Matty Longstaff, who... We shouldn't be losing local talent. I've seen it. Mate, when I was like back in the day before getting to secondary school, we were losing all of the good local talent. They're all pissed off down south. And exactly. we're, seeing, we're seeing stuff again. I don't want our club to be losing the best you know, players. You look at Elliot, uh, Elliot Anderson. Are we going to end up losing him? Good Elliot little Dallian? talent. Yeah, yeah, good good talent. You've got, you've got to give people a chance. You know, I, I'm just... Just concerned, like I said, lot nothing major, but little like warning lights. Matty Longstaff, ASM being disinterested, 
Miggy and his agent, Fernandez refusing the armband, you know, lots of little lights telling me that there is issues at the football club. Steve Bruce has got to grow set and sort sort this out because if you're waiting for Lee Charney, you'll be waiting for a month of Sundays. You see me? I think I think that's the I think there lies the problem. I think a lot of the problems on the field are to do with Steve Bruce. Um, I think I, I honestly feel like every time we play, I'm dreading games because I think we're going to get beat. I feel like we're going to get peppered at goal. I feel like we're just going to kind of sit back and hope for the best. Um, and then one or two things will happen. We'll either win and Bruce will have a dig at we um, through through um. He's interviewed. The vocal minority. Or if we'll uh, if we, if we get beat, then his pundits, his so-called mates like Chris Sutton and Robbie Savage will be at his defence saying, Well, it's not really that bad, Newcastle fans, you know. He's a he's a here in the league, he's on play, he's on a Champions League football club. I think Chris Sutton needs to needs to remember back in his playing days, Newcastle were one of the best teams in the football league. So you might want to pipe it. Same at the same as well. The 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 player got played alongside and got more success from as a Blackburn player is from here and he supports this football club. So you might want to zip it and actually remember and recall instead of saying, Oh, I'm gonna to respond to the blog. He didn't read it properly clearly because all the stats, barring the one that's the most important to Mike Ashley, which is the Premier League table, show Brewster being inept. 20, 30-year out-of-date dinosaur and he needs to be eradicated from Newcastle United. And I tell you what, if the owners come in, never mind six months like I've said on a previous podcast on here, if the owners come in and their first decision isn't to sack Steve Bruce, it'll be a disappointing decision, regardless of whatever yep. it is. Because Steve Bruce is, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, it epitomises everything this this regime is, um, so far behind everything else, refusal to take accountability, refusal to change, and just blaming everybody but himself. He's a lot like Alan Pardew, 20 years out of date, and look where he is now, he's, he's a director at CSK, <laughs> Molokov or something, he's flipping out, he's, he's, out, he's, out, he's in the outer reaches of Europe, He's found he's yeah. it's like Aaron's when he went out, out on loan to Slovia Liberec or something. Just yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Just dog, oh, can you give us a job? It's all right. It's all right for a holiday, mate. I've 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 been to uh, where Sunny Beach in Bulgaria. Very, very nice. Uh for a football career, mm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure where. I'm the not PSG. sure. You totally hit the nail on the head, mate, about the state the state of the club, the state that we're in. The first job. You get rid of the manager and you bring somebody in who's actually got a brain cell and a clue and a plan. You bring somebody in the fans can get behind and straight away it's a PR masterstroke. You bring in a Rafa Benitez, you bring in a Pochettino, you bring in an Eddie Howe, uh, you even bring in a Steven Gerrard, dare I say. Anybody, yeah? You could, you, I could see it. I could see it as a project. I really, really could uh, as a left-field one. You bring in somebody, a big name, fresh, something exciting, something the fans can say, well, look, we can get behind this one. We can give him time because he's the, he's the right man. Uh, imagine if the, if a new owner was to was to bring, say, Rafa back, for example, or could be out of work shortly. It's just it's just simple common sense. Um, and instantly it provides a spark in the city. It provides a bit of belief. That belief then transmits from the terraces down to the park. You get a few results, and again, that feeds in, uh, and it very, very quickly can turn around. But, yeah, you, you're talking about Steve Bruce being 20, 30 years out of touch, mate. So is the likes of Chris Sutton. He's literally a dinosaur. He's as bad as Andy Gray. He's as bad as Richard Keyes. He's of that 
ilk. I mean, I don't know if some uh, Jordy's banged his misses or something like that, but he seems to have a very, very um, strong agenda against Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? At the end of the day, in, in the culture and the times that we live in, it shouldn't be allowed that people have got just agendas against uh, a region or a city or you know a group of people just just for, for the hell of it, just because they've got a personal vendetta or they think by sounding controversial, it, it makes them look good. It doesn't. It makes you look like a tit. There's a pair of tits there in Savage and fucking Sutton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it doesn't make you look good. It just makes you look like an absolutely flaming galah. Useless. It's to get clicks. It's easy. Yeah. I mean, well, we're not a big club. We're not a big club. It, well, exactly. I mean, it's mm. just like when Michael Owensley had Shearer a couple of years ago in his book, wasn't it? Like, oh, they're not a big club of this and that, but he used when he, in like the it to sell his book and that. It's a little shit, man. I mean, you, yeah. It, before Sutton and um, Savage, it was Mark Lawrence on match on Football Focus, and then and then Green it was Jack. Tim Sherwood having a go. Like all these people are coming out of the defence of Steve Bruce, and I fail to understand why. Like, who, actually, who, who are they? Like, who the, the fuck are they? The thing is, you know Mark Wilson I mean? won with a bit of grudge because he got sacked from the uh, coaching team when he was here. It, like, it, it, it's like if you're gonna just say these things for just a couple of clicks and that, why bother? Why not looking? Why not research and see why we're a bit annoyed? Like the one person that's standing up for was Jake Humphreys and saying exactly. and questioning why is this going wrong? Why are Newcastle fans? Um, Upset, and he's and uh, to to quote him in this at, at half time against Chelsea, he went. Some people have uh, says that Newcastle expect Champions League in that today. All they would like is a shot on goal, a shot on target. Exactly. Like, the, the scratch staff- the surface, scratch exactly. the surface, and find out what, what is actually happening. Why is why are the fans make us sound like we're unreasonable? Why are the fans upset? Scratch below the surface. Ah, well, this is the reason why they're being upset. And these are the stats that they've got to be able to, to, to back to back that up. But instead, it's nothing, mate. It's just about political agenda, sound bites, clickbait, and it's to get your name out there. And, ooh, Chris Sutton, he's controversial, isn't he, Chris Sutton? No substance at all Orbally. behind it. And it's like, who, who, who's, who's Chris Sutton to be talking about Newcastle? Has he played for us? Has he done any? No, he doesn't know. He, he hasn't even watched one. Exactly. Alone he's just a poor pundit. He's just shit. Honestly, he's of a bygone uh, generation and he's just trying to stay relevant. He's just trying to earn a pay packet. And he started when he used to do the Scottish stuff. I'll I'll argue with the other person who was there and I'll seem really different and controversial and great and people want to book me for that controversy and stuff like that. It's not. You're a sad, pathetic idiot who hasn't done the research. And rather than thinking that you look great or controversial, I just look at you and think, you've not researched, you don't understand, you don't know, yet you're commentating on some, you, you know, you, you're giving it an expression and an opinion without any factual base. What's so bloody ever? Have you gone outside of St. James's Park and talked to some of the fans before a match as the pass? Nope. Do you know any, any Geordies that you talk to? No. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, do you watch us week in, week out? Probably not. You might watch a couple of minutes Definitely highlight, not. which we might have, which we might have a shot, we might have a shot or two if we're lucky. You haven't watched the other ninety odd minutes. You haven't watched the other games. You haven't watched week in, week out. So you just feel like saying, get your facts straight before you have a go, and you rip, you know, the Geordie uh, faithful and you asshole because 
you know, look at some of the other clubs, Blackburn and stuff like that. Where have all their fans gone? You know, and I'm not criticising them, but we stick stick with our team. We're, we're strongly opinionated, and there's nothing wrong with having those strong opinions, mate. Nothing at all. If you can back them up and you can say, look, my opinions is because I've seen it, I've watched it, I've experienced it, I've tasted it, I've sampled it, I've lived through it. He can't say any of that. Pathetic. Exactly, mate. I mean, that's the way I'd like to be because Jake Humphreys has actually done his research and he's asked the right questions, whereas these are just yep. like, you know, well, the 14th, 15th in the league. What do they expect? Do they expect to be champions? Like, no. It's just they have a bit of hope. So we can go in on to a match day and not think, oh, we could get beat 5 or 6 nil. And I thought that the last two. And I'll, I'll be honest, mate, we could have been beat 5 or 6 nil in both games. Southampton away. And like last year where Bruce Limited worked at Southampton, oh, they're a really good team. Them, you know, like every team will play as a good team every weekend. And then he's like, oh, we'll, we'll be looking to finish above them this season. Ooh, and then, well, did you hear about that season? He just says, well, last season they beat Manchester United and they beat uh, Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. That was last season. When we relegated this season, should we say, well, last season we weren't. <laughs> it's this season. It's this time we need to be looking at. It's how the players are playing now. It's how they organise. I'll give you an example. Towards the end of the match, right, we get a throw in, probably in line with the 18-yard box or so, something like that, right? Yeah, that we take the throw in, it goes back one player. Then it goes back to the centre line. Then it goes back to the keeper. And then the we're chasing the game two, two, yeah, two nil. We're two nil down at this point. Right, two than nil with eighteen ball. minutes to go. I yeah. remember. But yeah, but yeah. At the end of the day, when you're two nil down, mate, with minutes left to go, where's the urgency? Where's the getting the ball? And you've got Andy Carroll and the likes, and hoofing it in, into the middle and, and just trying to drop. I mean, look at Sheffield United last year. Uh, was Sheffield United away where we had Andy Carroll playing up top and then we had ASM and we had um, Miggy, didn't we, playing either side of them. And again, yeah. if you're going to put them on, you've got to use them as a battering ram and try and get those players close to them to be able to bring them in and, and, and try and feed off the scraps of Andy Carroll. You know, if you're going to go down the route of having Andy Carroll, then at least try and use him to, to, to his, his strength and that's he's got to be the fact of his height and stuff. But rather than do that, mate, we try to be fancy and go all the way back to the goalkeeper and do it. We, we, we can't. And that's down to the manager. That's what they worked on for the previous two weeks in training. What should we do if we get a throw in? Should we launch it long or no? What I want you to do is I want you to play it around the feet and look for the angles and look for it and this, that and the other. Um, so it all come, yeah, all comes down to the manager. And it's just, it's toxic and... Um, it's it's just absolutely shit, and you'll never score goals whilst you're passing it back, you know, to, to your goalkeeper. And I've had people this week, you know, mate, say to us, it's not the manager telling them to do that. Well, you go back and watch the Everton game last season. There you go, two two, right? And you watch Dubravka. He was getting ready when we scored that first goal. He's getting ready to go up to try and make himself a nuisance. Steve Bruce, get back, get back. You can see him, and he's looking at the manager, and he's going, "Well, well, I tried, I tried." They micromanage everything from the side. The players don't really have a great deal of, you know, because at the end of the day, if they don't do what the manager says, they're not going to be in the team next week. So believe me, this has got Steve Bruce's grubby little fingerprints all over it. Absolutely all over it. Well, uh, look at John Joe when he says, um, oh, we'll, we'll play free-flowing football the other week and we don't play the long ball, whereas Rafa used to basically in 
basically that's what he was alluding to. And like, I've never seen him play long ball quite like we have. I mean, at least when we played long ball under Rafa, someone was holding it up, like uh, Rondon or even Jocelyn. Jocelyn can hold a ball up better than um, better than Fippen Jolinton. That's for sure. I mean, that's one thing Jocelyn could actually do. He couldn't score goals yeah, he could. much else, but he could hold up a ball and he could run. So like, we went up with purpose. But under Bruce, it's kind of just hitting hope and hope someone takes it down and we'll win a free kick and then we can go from there. It's like it's really pathetic management. And you'd think with someone who's been in management for 20 years, you'd think maybe it should be a lot better than what it is. But it's just it's just so depressing, mate. I mean, I'm willing to suffer it now if we can get this takeover done and stuff. And I mean, that's what I'm wanting to go on to now, the the takeover stuff, because obviously it's been a it's been a very cryptic couple of weeks and very interesting couple of weeks uh, in terms of that with um Nick DeMarco making studies and um in in the interview with um Keith who runs the um the supporters consortium, which was explosive to say the least. I mean, what do, you, what do you think of what he said about Tottenham with the um, Tottenham tried to get PIF to buy them for £3.5 billion a couple of years ago and because they've said no, they, want our, they don't want Newcastle to have it. Like how child... It's it's so childish it, beyond belief. It's childish, mate. And I'll tell you something, it's dirty. It is. It makes football look dirty and corrupt. Because you, we've had the set bladder, we've had the FIFA, we've had the UEFA scandals and stuff. And then you go down to the Premier League and you're thinking, you know, in this country, we hold things to a certain standard. Yeah. You look and you think we try to do things right as a country and we think we're whiter than white. Right. So you look at the football and we come across, we are the FA, not the English FA, the FA. We're whiter than white. We're great. We're above anybody saying that we have taken bribes or given watches or houses or whatever and then little nuggets little nuggets start to come out and then you hear that spurs are, are, are doing stuff liverpool are doing stuff they haven't their opinion and you know it, it's the pot calling the kettle black it, it's it's being in the greenhouse and throwing stones at somebody else it's all of them old analogies uh, put together but it is awful because it just it looks terrible for the Premier League that you've got the likes of Tottenham saying it's okay for us but it's not okay for them because it looks as if you're trying to manage the status quo and it, it it almost morphs us into American sport where you don't really have you have a protected core of, uh, of franchises and it takes it away from the, the old to me our football in England's always been about the competition about yeah, the battle and the fact that any yeah, it's sport and the integrity in that anybody could, could do anything. So you, you can have a Blackburn win the Premier League. You can have Newcastle going close and nearly winning the Premier League. You can have a Leicester uh, situation. You know, it, it's all about, you know, you can be 4-0 down and draw 4-4 like we did against Arsenal. Anything is possible. And, and, and that's the mantra that we like to put out. But then it comes out little dirty secrets, uh, 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 like the, the laundries aired in public. And you see Spurs with their shenanigans and you're like how dare how dare you come out and say oh, no man. to us when you were desperate for the same thing and it's the same with that, that uh, woman that, that uh, oh, I can't even pronounce her name but you know who, who I'm on about uh, you'll, you've got plenty to say about Newcastle United 
getting taken over. But you've got nothing to say about Formula One, boxing, WWE. I could go on and on and on and on. And again, Liverpool, we're the European champions. We're a cut above. Jurgen Klopp, the happy smiling and all this. But when the cameras are off and you've got the directors and the power people, they don't want anybody to affect the status quo because it's, it's just a bunch of selfish bastards. And that's what it comes across as. You know, yeah, we don't want anybody else. But if, if that had been the case 10, 15 years ago, would Manchester City be in that group? Before that, Chelsea... Would they have been in the group if it wasn't for the status quo being changed and affected? Well, I could go on. You look at Man, you, know? you look at Man City, and um, that's what um, the lot of the consort, the fans consortium uh, alluded to, um, saying, "Well, you, you look at Man City; it's different rules for them when they got overtaken. They're state owned, so why can't Newcastle yep. United be state owned? Why is there different rules? Why does why does um, a, a Saudi prince, Saudi royalty, have to be on the board?" It's like it's like an when, English when company, their country don't. It, it's like an English company buying in, uh, something in Saudi Arabia and saying, "Oh, the Queen needs to be on the book." Do you know how ridiculous it sounds? Really, it does. Yeah, one, and you're making it impossible. You're making one, it impossible because you're putting stupid bells and whistles, terms and conditions on that nobody in the right mind. It's like if Boris Johnson goes to uh, America for a trade deal and then says, "Well, but I want I want the Queen to do this, that, and the other." No, like, what 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 are you on? What are you smoking? What are you smoking? The Queen ain't going to do that, you know. The Queen ain't going to be a part of your company or whatever. And it's the exact same thing. What? Why should that the 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 prince? And why should we look down our noses at other countries? And I've said this before. When we're not whiter than white, look what's happened with Liverpool and, and Spurs. There's proof. The Premier League isn't white or as white, mate. It's dodge. It's as dodgy as, as as anything. Look at the man they've got in charge at the moment. He's corrupt. He's useless. He can be paid off. He does stuff for friends. Um, friends are friends. He leaks stuff. He doesn't do anything by the book. And um, it's just absolutely awful. And it looks terrible. And it stinks of absolute shit, mate. It really does. Well, it does, mate. It, I mean, this with all this going on, it's actually killing the sport. It's killing competition. I mean, it's like the yep. just one investment of the big team or the big six, as it's always marketed as. It's actually pathetic. I mean, look at Project um, Big Picture, where Ian Holloway summed it up absolutely brilliantly. He really did. Yeah, when, when he says, oh, you, you're willing to save clubs, but you're going to put a gun to the head and want terms and conditions to it. You do that mm -hmm. properly, man, to save the sport. You save the clubs. You, you you help fans who want to support their team home and away, a bit mm -hmm. like the big clubs do, a bit like we do, go home and away. Imagine if Newcastle just became not a thing and was dead. Like Berry is, yeah. we've been devastated, mate. It will mm -hmm. kill. We're content. We're contents based around the football club. It's it's not a case of where the contents built around us. It's not. It just isn't. It, it's it, all about what's happening at the club at, at that time. It, it, like if it went for well, Holloway, got it totally right. Exactly. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have anything in terms of like being able to go to watch a match at the weekend or or go away to watch football, travel and. Something to look forward to with release, like imagine that being taken away from me. But that he, he said it perfectly when, when he was talking more, about Grimsby fans. He says, He says, How, Who has the God given right to say that a supporter of Adams use Grimsby as an example? Who says that a supporter of Grimsby has got any less passion and love and support for their club 
than what Tot- a Tottenham supporter does. Or a Man City fan. Yeah, if or a Man City fan. What's the same, season. Yeah. What, how, how dare anybody potentially stop, I don't know, say Grimsby is, is absolutely left-field example, but somebody wants to invest in Grimsby and push them up the, the league pyramid and get into the Premier League and challenge. Yeah? What, who's who's God-given right? But you want it to be a closed house, a closed shop. You want it, the power to be with everybody. You want to franchise the Premier League. That is what you want to do with the clubs. You want to franchise it. You want the competition element and the risk element taken out. And you want safety, spreadsheets. Um, you want it to be the travelling circus, which you can, you know, you could have, um, you know, and Manchester, Manchester, the Manchester City. Yeah, in Sydney, for example. That yeah. is what you want. And it's a slippery slope, mate. To me, I think within reason, you should, we should welcome anybody in. Um, and who knows? Yes, Saudis do do stuff that would would sit very, very uncomfortably with you. But how else can you affect change if you're not on the inside having some influence? I just think, who the hell are we just to say, you know, you're terrible, you're this, you're that? When we used to do a lot of the same things that they that, that, that they did, and I'm not sticking up for them because there's some awful stuff that I've read about, and I'm not getting into the politics of it all. But at the end of the day, especially the country and the mess that it's it's in, and, and and the you know the northeast region, it needs every bit of investment and opportunity that we can get. Not just the football side, not just the football club, not just attracting better players, but the entire region. And and that's been turned down because of politics and because of it's a, it's a, uh, a like an old boys club. It's a, yeah, we don't want to rock the ball. Or we're happy with what we've got and stuff like that. No, it's about competition. It's about new challenges stepping up, new teams, new players, new ideas. Um, and we are being held in our place, and it's and it's not right. No, mate, it's not. This takeover should have been done months ago. It really should have. But we went from. A takeover being nearly done to this frustrating with frustration with Steve Bruce and all that, which is probably why it hurts more because we're having to fight the Premier League off the field and we're having to fight for what credibility on it with with like Steve Bruce fighting for what opinion to be heard with pundits every week and then off the field hoping that the lawyers can do enough to get the takeover done because oh, he's a bit Brucey then. It's the hope that kills you. It really does. Uh, I mean, you you look at um, you look at the last couple of months, mate. It's just been it's just been a whirlwind. I mean, there's been a couple of weeks where it's been quiet, and that, and I've welcomed it. But at the same time, it's like when when is this going to end? When we're going to have closure? We're going to have a fresh beginning, or we're going to have to put more years under Ashley? Because if the takeover gets found to be not happening. I'm gonna be absolutely flipping devastated, mate. I really am. Because you're I... driving generations of Newcastle supporters away. You are draining the life force out of one of the most passionate group of supporters. Can you imagine this? If this, if the same thing would have happened against Manchester United or Liverpool, can you imagine the uproar? Because it would be Sky Sports news. I mean, goodness me, Jurgen Klopp gets a couple of injuries, and it's like nobody else has ever had injuries. It's like we've had injuries every year consistently for decades. Our injury record is shit. Um, but all of a sudden, Sky Sports News, breaking news, 
Liverpool crisis and all this sort of thing. It's just like the agenda and the spotlight, and you've got to think it all comes from the Premier League and, and how they present stuff. It's just totally and utterly wrong. And, and I'd love for Newcastle to get taken over just to shut some of these corrupt, useless, nasty bastards up. That's nasty bastards in the media, nasty bastards who are running some of these other football clubs. Um, and, you know, the old adage that came out, you know, on that um, Spurs um, Amazon programme about nice guys. Yeah. I just feel like Newcastle sometimes support us. Oh, it's the Geordies, the, the daft, the smile, the laugh. I'd like us just to get a little bit nastier and a little bit edgier. And sometimes I've put a few people back in the places and I'd like, ups, I'd, I'd love, I'd love it to upset the old apple cart. I really would just uh, yeah. go on a bit Keegan there on you. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't agree more, mate. I mean, hopefully Nick DeMarco with a couple of cryptic things that's been going on. I mean, yes, I know it's daft. It sounds flipping mental. Oh, he's posted a picture of a study. That must mean the takeover's happening. Uh, no, right. I don't think that for a second. I don't. But, like, obviously there's a couple of little things that have moved today. Um, the fans consortium um, commenting on it, on something from a couple of months ago of Nick DeMarco or something very cryptic. Um, we tried to message the consortium. <laughs> they didn't give and anything. They did back. <laughs> they did message, they message back. back. They, <laughs> they didn't give away anything. I mean, even if they would have done, I would have withheld that information anyway. Because obviously we've been, we've been kind of, like not us personally, but kind of the farm base has kind of been told, if you've got any information, try to keep it. Because like, obviously, Money Mike Ashley's no longer on Twitter through such thing. So... Yeah, it's um... yeah. We, we we don't pretend to be in the nose or nothing like that. We ask questions, of course we do all the time. We just like you. We want to find out what's happening with with the football club and stuff like that. Um, you know, we approach people. We're courteous. We ask the right things. Sometimes you get little things uh, thrown back. Sometimes they're even more cryptic stuff, and you're like, "What?" Eh? But we don't pretend to be in the nose or nothing like that. We just literally what we feel from our heart, from our perspective, um, because I know the one thing that pisses off the Newcastle fan base is all of these in the nose. It's like my friends, brothers, mothers, you know, relation Dog. or something like that. Yeah. He saw this up at there and, you know, all of a sudden you've got several thousand Geordies getting on to flying apps and tracking planes and helicopters and coming up with theories and this, that and the other. Uh, we've suffered yeah. enough. We really, really, really have. But we'll uh, have. We'll uh, it, it, it's just strange. It's strange. Like uh, he, he put a picture on recently of like uh, the the solicitor of an eighty percent and a ten and ten percent. And I was reading underneath the conspiracy theories that were coming from that picture where something was just cut into percentages. Um, and I was sitting there thinking he's got to be laughing his tits off reading these. I mean, if he's yeah. done it cryptically with the intent of that, well guessed. Because if they've guessed it from bread, fantastic. But um, yeah, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he just gives, uh, puts them up now for a laugh. He's probably thought, oh, I'll do a study the day, send them into and meltdown. But who knows? I mean, it would be mental if it was to come to fruition. It's like, yeah, you guys all along. Well done, Jordies. But I, I, I just don't think so we're, like one of them escape rooms, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of the tiniest of ridiculous detail. Geordies would be absolutely fantastic at escape rooms, like and stuff like that. 
uh, you've got to be some sort of amateur sleuth and detective to be able to work it all out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it goes to show you. This this comes back though to what I've said before. Our club doesn't communicate. It can say it does the fans for him and all this sort of thing. We know it doesn't. Um, so we're used to feeding off scraps and having to fill in the blanks and, and thinking, hmm, you know, because we don't get any straight answers from Bruce. Uh, Charlie, despite promises made, never speaks. Uh, Mike Ashley doesn't really talk too much. Um, so we don't get much communication. And then we, <laughs> then when we do get stuff, it's a picture of a study. So what else can we do? We've got to try and yeah, interpret I mean, what's out there. A couple of um, it was a couple of days ago, um, for November and nineteenth of November, the club released a statement actually about about the situation. And to be honest, mate, I think it has bread man all over it or study man. Um, and yeah, mate, I think it's, I, I think it's really smart from the club. I mean, as you said before, they never really um communicate, but um, this is what they had to say anyway. The club has previously not commented on. The arbitration it is pursuing against the Premier League with its respect to, con to its conduct relating to the proposed takeover because confidentiality clause in the APL's rules. However, the club is aware of public reports which state that 17 November, APL referred to legal proceedings with the club, um, e.g. social media posts reversing the club's own legal case in letter supporters. The source of some reporting is said to the APL to be the APL. It appears, therefore, that the APL has leaked the contents of their, le of their letter to some of the commenting in the public domain. The club understands that these will be matters of great concern to its fans and therefore considers that in light of informal information disclosed by the EPL, it has no choice but to respond and update its fans and respond to the coverage. The club makes no comment in substance arbitration, but it can confirm it's issued arbitration proceedings against the EPL. It's unclear when those proceedings will be resolved, given the approach of the EPL and its lawyers, Bird and Bird. <laughs> it's like the song of Family Guy, isn't it? Everybody, <laughs> uh, nevertheless. Well, everybody knows that one magpie is better than two birds any day of the week. 100%, mate. Um, nevertheless, the club will continue to use its best efforts to for the press to, to press for a fair, full and timely hearing of this claim. So basically, the club have communicated as well because the Premier League have broke their own um, laws against speaking about it because they keep leaking information to the likes of Dan Roan. Premier and, League leaking stuff? Never. I know it's 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 criminal really? almost, but yeah. they've been stuff left, right, and centre for weeks, and then this Kasogi woman comes out the woodwork again, and it's like I'm starting to really question her intentions now. And if you actually do yeah. a little bit, of, bit, a little bit of googling on her, she doesn't know much about the bloke that that died anyway. Even though what it's it's the wife apparently, but she doesn't know his birthday or no. It's like. That's the talk it's, dodgy, it's dodgy. It is dodgy when you look into stuff like that. Um, yeah, she seems to have a very strong opinion on Newcastle, but not strong opinion on WWE. It, it, it really um, Formula One signed a 15-year deal with like a Saudi Arabian company, and there was not a word about it. Formula One's more global than Newcastle United, so why not take it there? Why didn't you say anything when Disney would sign a contract with them? They're a global company. Yep. What would Manchester United when they send a sponsorship company um sponsorship deal with Saudi Arabia? Like, come on now. It's like you kind of just pick and choose your battles. You've got to you've got to go all in on a situation. Yep. Do you know she, you, lose, you lose your base of your argument. She's lost her entire argument 
because she's been so, so, so selective. And you've only got to look at the, the Formula One. You watch the British Grand Prix. Uh, the Armico is everywhere. That's, it is. That's the Saudi Arabian petrol company, isn't it? It is. Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't have it always. The British government are in bed. The monarchy is in bed with the Saudi Arabians. You can't pick and choose and cherry pick and just make rules up to fit your agenda. Their agenda. There's yeah. a lot of people that do, mate, and it's like it's wrong. It is wrong. Totally. And utterly uh, wrong. But uh, to me, I'm very surprised. I mean, I'm frustrated because the Premier League is saying they can only deal with one case at a the time. They've got, I don't know, seven or eight cases ongoing at the moment where they're being taken to court. They say we can only work on one case at a time. To me, that that's like somebody, like a load of robberies and then just saying, well, I can only work through them one by one. You get more judges, you get more cases set up and you progress them on. You can't expect somebody who's had something stolen off them to wait until the other 10 burglaries are sorted before them, before they get their case sorted. Or if there's a murder, we'll just say, yeah. we can't sort your murder case out until we sorted this other murder case out. It doesn't happen like that. You know, they should be able to have multiple uh, cases on all at once. And again, it, it just looks pathetic. It looks amateur hour by the Premier League. It really, really does. It kind um, of sums them up, to be honest, Paul. Sums them up, yeah. But yeah, like you said, one magpie will always be two birds. So we know that's going to happen. Um, and, and I just can't wait till I get to the stage where they are granted access and some of the dirty laundry needs to be aired because that might just speed them into miraculously coming back to the table or agreeing to some concessions at least so we can get the takeover. Because they are, they are there. They are waiting in the wings. Every piece of information out there suggests that the Saudis are waiting in the wings, uh, that the Rubens are waiting in, in, in the wings. And obviously, Amanda Stavely, how many times has she tried to buy the club? It's obvious she is desperate to buy the club. So it's it's clear that she's waiting in the wings as well. So it's, it's just waiting for all the pieces to line up. Mike Ashley well, yeah, knows he can get it done, but he's got to get his day in court. He's got to get his day in court. And well, I think this Nick, the QC, will rip them a new one all day long. Or Donna here as well, who's, a, who's working with the consortium. But it, it, yeah. it, it, it's really good because the, the way I'll say, right, if it goes to the court of arbitration... We'll get a fair shake, and if it came out and the, and it was the Saudis that did wrong, and and it and it is like and it is the Premier League were right, then fair enough. Do you know what I mean? It's in the court of law. It's judged down the middle. There's no there's no agenda. There's no uh, brown envelopes. There's none of that bullshit. It's in court. It's final, and the government obviously will have an involvement through the courts. Do you know what I mean? And like. It, that's all. That's all. I think that's all. Most fans want. It's a fair shake because honestly, there's not, a fair there's enough evidence. There's enough evidence against the Premier League in public eye, in my opinion, enough to not have for them not to have a leg to stand on. All this, all these secret meetings and all that. What's what's the deal with that? Like the way they handle Project Big Picture, the way they handle Project Restart. There's just so many question marks over the Premier League, Paul. Well, the, and, gov the government already said as well. If you can't sort your shit out. And running football in this country, we will take it over and we will run it instead of you. So you could end up with a situation where the Premier League is just literally obliterated and the government come in and say, you are not fit for purpose. You're rotten. You are rotten. 
So it's it's part of this new uh, the, the manifesto that changes are going to be happening in the football, um, you know, authority and, and, and pyramid. It can't continue unlike it is at the moment. Um, so they've got a lot to worry about, and 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 to me, I would think an arbitration would be the easiest get out of jail card for for the Premier League. They don't need any more shit, mate. At the moment, they've got enough shit to be going on with. And like you say, the government is sniffing around them uh, like a dog in eat. Yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much bang on, mate. I mean, arbitration is the right way to go, but obviously, we'll probably do more podcasts as we get more information on it. Yeah, but like. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we're moving on to more of a, a negative subject now, Paul, because obviously over the international break, one of the things that came to the fore was um, fans attacking each other on the internet a lot more. And um, Steve Rafe's doing a documentary um, with Amazon Prime, I believe. So he must he must have friends in high places to be getting a documentary with them. But anyhow, um, it's, it's still a pretty big deal. He wants to go to these people's houses. He wants to find them and he wants to interview them to question why the... Um, why they're doing such and such and such and and, so and like, yeah yeah. I mean, malicious people come and go, mate. I mean, we've seen my fair share on the internet. We've been on YouTube for, oh, yeah. for a couple of years now, and we've seen hate comments. We've seen all sorts, but like, like I've never I've never seen anyone to take the fight of trolls quite like this. And I think there's a no. lot of. To be fair, in this in this interview. I would love to get involved in it, mate, in the documentary because I feel like we, even if we, even if they don't, even if Steve Rafe wasn't to pick us, I think even um, any of the fan channels could have an input on it because obviously they do content on YouTube every week. They'll see hate comments or they'll see they'll they'll see, they'll see comments every week, you know. So they'll they'll get that side of it. So if Steve Rafe's listening, he probably isn't, but if he is, um, then. It might be worth getting in contact with one of them. Like, hell, we'll happily do it. We won the fan channel scene for two years. Um, Three years, wasn't it? Just yet. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, we've got experience in that field. We've seen the odd hate comment here and there. But, like, yeah, it's it, it's a good... It, it, it was awful good, what happened to him. Because, you know, from, from seeing what's what, somebody coming up to him in person... And in front of his family and stuff like that, it, it's just—it's so wrong. It is. It, yeah, it, it's beyond—it's beyond the line. Um, and I've always said, uh, part of the reason, you know, when we started this, we said, at the end of the day, if you're a Newcastle fan, we want to work with you, whether you're just a fan, whether it's another channel, whether it's a social media brand or whatever you want, you know, to to call yourself. We wanted to work across the border as long as you were a Newcastle fan, and it's like. That's all we see. We don't see these invisible lines where, you know, oh, we only like this or we only like that. You know, I'll honestly say, Gallagher Shots, I've listened to their stuff for absolutely years. Love it. Um, You know, at the same time, there's the stuff like Rubenstein. I love some of the, you know, the stuff that he does. Um, You could go on and go through every single one of of the major and some of the smaller, uh, you know, YouTubers and Newcastle content creators who are out there. And you can pick stuff. We're all Newcastle supporters at the end of the day. That's it, man. That's the important thing. Th- th- these d- divisions, and then people get so, so nasty about it. I mean, we've had comments about us. Um, it's a lot of it really, really positive and great. Some not um, not fantastic stuff. Some that would probably shock a lot of people if we were to, to put out there what exactly happened. 
uh, in certain, you know, situations with certain people and stuff like that. Um, you know, screenshots of stuff that goes well beyond not anything as bad as what he's had, you know, to be fair. And, you know, the, the stuff, there's some stuff that Steve Rafe does that I really like that he does. There's some stuff which I'm not so keen on. Um, you know, he's not, you, you're never going to be everybody's cup of tea, but there's just no need to take it over, over the line. We're all Newcastle supporters at the end of the day, and we should all be focusing our energies on supporting the club and, and sorting the issues out at the club as opposed to attacking each other. You can have a, you can have an opinion. You might think that I talk shit or whatever, oh, but, but you can have you can have your opinion on that. That's that's fine. But there's just a line where you need to draw it. Yeah, and it and it can't come uh, physically. It, it can't come. Somebody's coming to your front door. It can't go to threats. It can't go to vile insults and stuff like that. You no. know, I, I've got, I've got opinions about Steve Brooks. I don't think he's the right man for Newcastle. Um. And I'll banter on and stuff like that, but I know there's a line to be drawn. Of course. Yeah, and then there we are, all, all, all people, all humans, all Newcastle supporters who, who are all following this content, and there just has to be a, a, line. a line in the sand. Yeah. And, and well, that, it, yeah, interested to see what this documentary is 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 like. Um, it is. Like say, with, yeah. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent, mate. And uh, there's another initiative he got behind, and so did Amanda Stavely's wife. I mean, Amanda Stavely's wife, Amanda nope. Stavely's husband. Uh, <laughs> Becky, he, he retweeted the initiative as well, uh, talking to a friend. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I mentioned it again. Yeah. I think it's a really good initiative. That um, if you're feeling down or whatever it may be, just phone someone, even message someone. Hell, message us if you if you if you feel that um, that froggy a message. So, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, we always there. I'm more than happy to shoot the breeze with anybody if they if they feel down or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? If, um, so we can talk about Newcastle about, isn't it? One hundred percent, mate. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, how shit for and um, Gabriel Obertan was back in twenty thirteen, if that takes your mind off certain parts of a certain day where you just feel a bit yeah. down or whatever it may be, fair play, message with. Um, but if you can talk to a family member, if you can talk to a friend, if you can talk to you know professionals to help you, whatever it may be, then I would advise that more so than us. But if you if if we if we're a, a good little if we're like a, a, a something out the way where it's a bit unusual and yeah, I mean more than happy to, to help if need be. Obviously, you can get in contact with via email. Uh, I'll put in the description and I'll also put the um, links to our socials in the description as well. But um, yeah, I just oh, thought, always uh, there. always it, it chat Newcastle. Oh, one hundred percent, mate. We've got we've got to. It keeps us saying, doesn't it? It, it drives away. Ah, it does that. But it keeps us saying as well. So it's, like, it's like the vicious circle of life. But I mean, it was a negative and a positive um, with with that because obviously fans trolling each other is no good and stuff like that. And we've yeah, seen get get the forefront and the brunt end of abuse. I mean, I didn't want to mention this much, but I seen um, seen the likes of Kendall. Who does ladies' night and is on the Magpie channel? She she gets a lot of shit that I don't think she deserves. I mean, she's she's doing her own channel. She's she's on every show that she can be. She might even be a guest on on this show one day. I haven't asked her like, but um, yeah, it's like you know, she's just trying to make make waves in the in the in the in the scene and and best best. She's, she's giving up her own time. She's giving up her own time, her own energy, her own efforts, this, that, and the other to be able to produce stuff. If you like it, great. If you don't, find something else that you do like because there's different people out there who do different types of of stuff, you know. 
Um, Magpie Channel produce a certain type of content. Uh, NFTV, they do a certain type of content. Gallagher Shots do another different type of content. And so on and so forth. There's always something out there for you. You know, um, there's so much choice and variety that stop spending your time and your energies on the negatives. Look for something that you like and then concentrate on that and put yeah. your energy and yeah, thought positively in, into that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It uh, is but, putting people's mental health. It does. It, I don't, these people that do it, Paul, I don't think they realize like how it affects yeah, people right. when they see yeah. the messages and stuff. And like when I first started doing YouTube and I, I seen like one or two comments and I was like, flipping hell, because there's nothing you can do about it. Like you see it and you're like, you wouldn't say that to my face, or would you? And it's like, you wish they would so you could do something about it, but it's like they're behind that computer, they've got that wall, and like it mm. really pisses, it really pissed us off. But I, I grew a thicker skin over the time on YouTube and stuff. But I found yeah, that you if you speak sense and you know what you're doing, so obviously radio shows and, and like speaking and trying to like speak from me heart and stuff, people were more uh, positive and people were recognizing us in the street and you know and saying oh you do really good this and really good that and really enjoy your stuff and, and like commenting saying oh yeah i really agree with what you're saying stuff and it's like the, the, there's for every 99 really positive people where you'll get love you'll get you'll get oh keep going keep pushing yeah i like some good banter for every 99 there'll be one arsehole and the way i say it yeah. 99 it's better focusing like you said before on the positives the 99 people that'll say good things about you than the one arsehole that's called you whatever and it doesn't yeah. even mean anything it really doesn't mean the grand scheme of things but it's just something i want to put into this into this week yeah. be interesting uh, to see when it comes out though i'll definitely be yeah. a keen uh, a keen yeah, viewer I'll, and obviously I'll, participant yeah. if need be yeah, one hundred definitely, mate. I've said one hundred percent a lot in this episode, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely something that you know it's it, it is important to address, and I think we use our platform as big or small as it may be to 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 air them views. But to, we'll move we'll move the um, chains a little bit. We'll obviously we've got Palace this coming Friday. Um, it's a nighttime game. The last Friday oh, night we had was um, Leicester away on a Friday night. We won 2-1. It was an excellent night. Really good atmosphere. One of the best nights um, travelling with Newcastle. But It's uh, a magical place. It, Leicester is a wonderful place, Paul. It really is. <laughs> it wasn't so magical in the rain when they put five past wood, but it usually is. Two or three times a magical place. It's like the naked man, if you've seen How I Met Your Mother before. If you haven't, it's totally out of context, and you won't get what I mean. But going into Palace this weekend, Zaha isn't playing. Um, he's he's um, I think he's self isolating. He's been around someone with a virus, so yeah, he's in a tonight's match, isn't he? When we're obviously recording this on Monday, uh, yeah. and then he'll miss our match, which which is massive. Not they've got a very talented squad. Don't get me wrong, um, but at the moment we've got to take any small nugget of positive information. And, and really shout it from the rooftop. So Zahamis and his fantastic Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, although he, although he is missing and it's a boost for Newcastle in terms of the game on Friday, I do hope he's all right. I don't want to catch Cobra or anything like that. Or if he yeah, has it, same, yeah. well soon. But um, even even though Zaha it won't be playing, mate, I am very sceptical about this coming game. I'm just about to check the score now because as we record this, they were, they were playing Burnley. 
So I'm just about to check the score now, so you'll get live reaction to this one. Um, oh, the they got beat off Burnley, 1-0 full-time away from home. So you'd like to think, you know, they're there for the taking. Without without Zaha, they're, like, they're there to be going, they're there to be got at. But I just get the feeling under Steve Bruce, Paul, it's not going to happen. The one... it's, got, it's got to be about our mentality, mate. You know, yeah. we're... We, we can sit there and we, and we can uh, pluck straws and, and, and bits of hope. Like, you know, we were getting excited last week because Chilwell might have been missing or, you know, different players. I know he played at, at the weekend, but he might have been missing. We were getting a bit excited about that and another couple of players as well for Chelsea. But we, we've got to start playing football. What we have been doing recently, getting 8 and 10 and 15% possession, and sitting so deep and not even trying isn't. If we gift uh, Crystal Palace, if we were to gift Grimsby, if we were to uh, uh, gift Cheltenham, Barnsley, Doncaster, uh, you name it, Carlisle, all that possession, they're going to hurt you. You need to keep the ball off the opposition. Then that gives you a chance to create chances, get shots on target and score goals and, and win games. It's about what we do. For a change, and Bruce, you know, we we, we can we can be slightly more pleased. But I'm telling you, if we play the same tactic, if you want to call it a tactic of football that we played against Southampton and Chelsea, we will get beaten because it's a defeatist, negative, pathetic, stifling, stupid way to attempt to do anything. It's like we're so so scared. It's like we're a little timid. Uh, animal scared of our own shadow. This, this is the teammate who last season, like, look at how we dissected the likes of uh, Bournemouth and well, we had positive displays against the likes of uh, West Brom. Manchester United, I know it was only a 1 0, but, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we did stuff how many times? We, you know, we scored goals on, on quite a few occasions. Now we look so. Impotent. We just don't look as if we've got. We don't like word tackle purpose anymore, Paul. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like we're like a porn star who, who can't get it up. It's just like, yeah, it looks all right, but if it's not going to physically work, then it's a bit pointless, isn't it? You know what I mean? So it's about it's about Newcastle. Uh, we need Callum Wilson back because Joe Linton. He, he, again, he was starved. He, I can't really slag Joe Linton off too much because. I think Messi would struggle in our teams, uh, you know, our team at at, at, at times. He may could centre back for. <laughs> well, we could do all the centre backs. So we we need all the centre backs we can get. I mean, um, whether there's going to be a change in formation, a change in personnel, um, I don't know. But it is more about what Newcastle do rather than thinking about who is missing for the opposition. Because if we don't show up, mate, if we don't get possession, if we don't do the basics right, we're not going to win again. And the pressure is going to crank up. And this so-called vocal minority that Steve Bruce bangs on about is going to get just louder. Because it isn't a, a minority. The minority is people supporting Bruce. Well, that, that was that was a Luke Edwards article that um, Steve Bruce's mate and likes to wind up Newcastle fans, as he said in the past. But the one inkling I have, mate, is every time... Bruce's back is against the wall. He usually comes out swinging, so and he usually gets a result like he did against Burnley when there was a couple of whispers of uh, discontent, like Everton Wales discontent. So hopefully we'll come out the block swinging on Friday, and hopefully 
It's it's we all need it. like I, I want to have a bit of confidence, but I don't. I mean, Palace have the one good player out, and I still don't have any comp, uh, confidence. I mean, I was going on to me mates when we were coming up to play Newport, or they could turn over than early Fitbin did. They're like, it's Fitbin Newport, Kyle, sort it out, man. There's like, yeah, <laughs> then early beat because it, we're shit. It's the same, it's the same with this game coming up against Brentford. You're shitting yourself, you're shitting bricks. Oh, it I... shouldn't be like this. You should go in and think, like look, look, at the end of the day. We've got a chance. But a lot of the time you look at Newcastle now and you think to yourself, well, we haven't got a chance. You're thinking about how shit defensively we are, how we haven't scored enough goals, we don't create enough chances. You're thinking about all the negatives all the time. And that's how the players must feel. Create some chances, get a bit of buzz around it. And also, all of a sudden, the players grow an inch or two taller. They can stretch a little bit more. They can run a little bit faster. You know, look at last season, even, when we were playing better than what we were this season. And you're getting like uh, Miggy beavering backwards, jumping into tackles. Look at the Leicester game. Jump into a tackle. Commitment, commitment, commitment. Win the ball back. It, it's the most important thing in the world here. Now looking at us playing, it it, it just doesn't look important to, to the lads. So I think we need a lot of change. I think I'd change formation. I'd change uh, some personnel. Uh, I'd be desperate to get Callum Wilson back. Uh, and then I'd have a go. I would have a go. And if and if that isn't good enough to beat them, then I'd hold my hands up and say, we tried, we failed. This is what I want to work on. We're going to be coming back in tomorrow and we're going to go again. But when you, if Bruce says that now, you're like, well, what? So we're going to, we're going to do another defensive, not even defensive, because defensive implies that we're going to actually have some sort of game plan. We're just going to look dishevelled, get turned over, and lose again. That that that's how it is at at, at the moment. And yeah. uh, so it need it needs to change. The mentality at the club is wrong. And like I said before, there's there's too many flashing little warning lights. But there's changes that need to be made. It's just whether Bruce has got the balls enough to be able to to do it in a pressure cooker environment that he's under. But uh, the fans are coming back shortly, Stevie. So tick tock, tick tock. Uh, to be fair, mate, if you're one of the one of the few chosen. You, you might be able to hear you with whatever you've had to say because usually it's a it's a wave of noise. I hit you. It's just going to be it's just going to be you, isn't it? In the ground, get out. <laughs> yeah, sure. well, but if, if anybody who saw us against Burnley uh, on the on the on the TV or seen us around the ground, I'm I'm not scared to to you know not scared to share an opinion, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. I'll support the lads all the way through the game, but if an opinion needs to be given, then I'm more than willing to be able to where uh, to share that opinion. Uh, oh, it's nothing personal against Bruce. It's not personal against Bruce. I don't wish him and his family, you know, terrible. I just want him to do a better job, you know. I, I just think he's, on he's else he's doing to do a better job. Yeah. yeah. So either Bruce, step up and do what you played, well, not greatly compared to, you, to the rest of the managers, but you still played very, very well and, and do a good job. If you can't do that good job and you say that you're a Geordie, then fall on your sword. Walk away say, I can't do it. I'm not the man for the job. And if yeah, he won't, then Lee, about that, mate. Yeah, then Lee Charlie needs needs to grow a set and say, look, I'm sorry, Steve, but it's it's not working. Uh, and again, he needs to make the habit of his lifetime. He needs to get the right man in to do the job. Because the only one he's come close to, really, is Rafa, and Rafa approached the club. When Lee Charney's given a, a, a job to do, 99% of the time, he doesn't really do a great job unless it's arranging 
transfer fees and stuff like that, the money side of it. Uh, to be honest, mate, he should know. be sacked. Um, Lee Charlie should have been sacked ages ago, and he. Yeah. I think uh, the I don't know when it is. It could be next year. It could be three years from now. It could be ten years from now. But that first podcast when he's out the door along with Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce, there'll be, be a bad uh, one. It will be a mad, mad podcast because you don't like him. I know there is a couple of members in the community that do like Lee Charnley. In fact, it's one. We know who he is. And if you're listening, you know who you are as well. <laughs> but, Mr. Greenthorpe. <laughs> he's the sole member of the Lee Charnley fan club, bless his cotton socks. But um, yeah, it, it, once he's gone, mate, it'll be a flipping, it'll be glorious. It will. Because hopefully we'll get a manager in direct in place that actually knows the job and actually knows what he's doing. Instead of Lee Charnley, who's employed in his time at Newcastle, Steve McLaren, Steve Bruce, John Carver, and um, well, he appointed Rafa Benitez as well, but Rafa came to us, so that technically isn't a masterstroke of Lee Charnley. So for me, three out of You're four, terrible. Um I think that was Derek Lambias. I think Lambias left and then Charnley came in because he got moved up the, the Mike Ashley. I'll be the lucky ones. Oh, <laughs> tell us about it. Oh, tell God. It, honestly. But um, it's just, you, you, you could, the thing is, you laugh because if you don't laugh, you could cry about it. I mean, I, I've just gone out um, and I, mean, I, I grafted for my uh, new TV. Big, nice, big, uh, impressive TV. We've we just got to do I'm all set up, ready for the game. I know it isn't the same um, and everything. I just want to be entertained. I just want a little bit of hope, a little bit of enjoyment out of watching Newcastle because at the moment, oh, it's 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 been absolutely, absolutely shocking. Oh, it has, mate. Now, what I want the next podcast to be really positive because the positive ones just after a win like West Ham like well Everton was but I was still nervous of what was to come Everton and Burnley have been no West Ham and Burnley them two wins have been the best podcasts in my opinion this season yeah other than the the Q&A's which I like done but speaking of them we've actually got um the Q&A coming up next week we're just trying to get the right questions to come in and, and enough questions to be able to do a Q&A session um, yeah, some good ones uh, so far. So uh, yeah, continue to get them. The about um today's current football can be about anything nostalgic, um, off the field stuff. If you want to know anything about when that regard, send the questions in or whatever. Any regrets you've got out like that? Yeah, any out out you want. Uh, if you want to send them in, you can do. But in terms of summing up everything that the last couple of weeks, that's um that's us. I think, mate, we're we're ninety minutes. So not bad now yeah. on a half um, quality entertainment if I say so myself. But um, ah, on as yeah, if there's any if there's any feedback from you if that you want to give, we you can obviously drop me an email or, or you can message one word on my socials and stuff. If there's any feedback, if there's anything you'd like to see added, or if you'd even want to get involved yourself, uh, get in touch. Be more. Always said that. Yeah, um, always happy to, to get critiques and stuff like that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we don't pretend to be. Uh, you know, masters and this, that, and the other. It's just two people literally just yeah, chatting what we think, you know, yeah, somewhere along the way where you feel it's better for us to improve in certain ways or regards, just get in touch. Honestly, it, it means the world where that people care enough to give for feedback and to give a critique because it's the only way you improve as a person if you take critique, as long as it's constructive, not the hate stuff that we mentioned before, but um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, that, that's it for this week, mate, unless there's anything you want to add. No, just like I say, uh, said before I touched on slightly, uh, just want to thank everybody for the you know for, for the support. It's uh, it's been huge. It's been a lot more accelerated than, than what we thought, and we do appreciate every single like, comment, share, uh, follow, and everything else like that. But uh, yeah, the the future's looking uh, good for MyFi twenty four seven, but it'll only look good with your continued support and interaction and everything else like that. So yeah, we certainly do not take anybody, uh, you know, for for you know for granted. No, of course not. Um, that's a perfect way to end it. I think. Um, obviously the next podcast coming will be the podcast after Crystal Palace, so that'll probably be out Saturday evening or Saturday night. Uh, easy three points. It easy three points. Depends how busy Paul is with the kids and that, because obviously you know, <laughs> he gets in the way sometimes and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, but, yeah, that'll be the next one. And uh, we'll love you and leave you for now. And uh, have a have a good week. And we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next Anyone for Baiting podcast. I've been Kyle. Been with Paul, like always. And, uh, yeah, catch us in a bit, everyone. See you later. Keep it tuned.